It's a great month. I mean, we, we all love our tennis. When it rolls around in Australia, no matter where it is, you get to it and you watch it and you watch your superstars play. I mean... Um, I've sort of been critical of the media's aspect, but that's I'm a little I'm a little flat because I'm reading hey? Ash's book at the moment. Oh right, and okay. I would, I would rather her there. Her. I would rather her in it. But Rightio. I mean that's that's the only slight well, flatness I have. I'm just I'm uh, looking forward to yeah, it. Though. Where we are. So to talk more about it, uh, the number one um, tennis commentator in Australia, probably the world. I haven't. Done too much research, but I'm assured no one knows more about tennis than this guy, and that's Brett Phillips. Hello, Brett. Jack, lovely to be on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We've got Wazzy as well. But, um, oh, look, um, how, um, how, so we'll preview the Australia Open, but how have you found the uh, month so far in the world of tennis? And uh, lots to talk about with Kyrgios and um, Djokovic uh, coming uh, through. So, you know, it's, it's been an incredible month already. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel like I've already had the Australian Open. It hasn't even started, uh, Jack. I've lost uh, I've lost sense of what day it is. To be totally honest, but we've been going pretty hard. Well, since the United Cup actually kicked off before the end of 2022, I think they kicked off on the 29th of December. So, yeah, we've been going uh, pretty hard since then, and um, obviously only a few days away now from you know the Australian Open. I'm about to drive past uh, Melbourne Park, having done the nine duties uh, today, and. Yeah, there's qualifying going on at the moment. It's been a great day for the Aussies. I think we started with uh, 28 in qualies, and I uh, know two have got through today. Max Purcell and Alexander Vukic, and Priscilla Hine and Tristan Schoolcater are out on court at the moment. So the rest have uh, uh, gone by the wayside, unfortunately. And qualifying is a great week. I mean, it's you know this is, this is where a lot of players. Uh, dream of being a chance to actually play in a Grand Slam and the prize money that goes with it, just even to make the first round, even if you get bundled out six love, six love, you're pocketing $100,000, which, you know, sets yourself up and, and gets, gets, you know, allows you a little bit of breathing room to pay for travel and maybe a coach and it gets you going. So, uh, yeah, Qualys is great. I mean, even now, I mean, they've turned the event into a three-week event and that's the case with all the slams. I mean, they're charging people to get in this week. Djokovic and Medvedev were having a hit on uh, Rod Laver. A little interesting development out of that uh, today because we know when Djokovic won in Adelaide a few days ago, he had a little bit of a hamstring scare mm-hmm. and a bit of hamstring tightness. And today he actually um, pulled the pin on his practice match with Daniil. They played a couple of practice sets, but he had the physio out there and just... Um, doing some sort of knee extensions and I wouldn't say he's absolutely 100% cherry ripe but he's supposed to play Kyrgios in that sort of exhibition for charity on Friday night so one will just sort of monitor the nighttime champion who mm. uh, didn't get any booze didn't get any booze on centre court today right well that's surely that's the only thing that will beat him uh, this tournament because he'd be fired up after last year's deportation yeah well I mean the, the tennis he played in Adelaide and I think the tennis he played you know, the back end of 2022, for me, he is the favourite. And, you know, we haven't got the world number one, obviously. That was the big news last week with Carlos Alcaraz having to withdraw with injury. Um, but I think, you know, Djokovic, if he had applied the full calendar last year and he missed two slams, he effectively would still be the number one player. So, and he loves this court. I mean, he loves Melbourne. He hasn't lost in Melbourne, you know, nine, nine out of nine and, he owns uh, Rod Laver Arena, so we'll just yeah keep an eye on uh, the body. No doubt um, he'll sort of go into 
you know, a pretty low-key... It'll be interesting to see whether he plays that Kyrgios exhibition now, um, you know, keeping in mind that there's bigger fish to fry and that he needs to get his body right. But, gee, he, and, and the powers he's got, you know, of his stature in the in the, the world of tennis, he can use all sorts of recuperative powers to get himself right. So, yeah, we'll uh, wait and see how he goes. It's what I see, mate. Just on that Kyrgios uh, game, then, if, if he doesn't play, would there be a step in for that game? Because that was a sellout, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I suggest was it probably will be. I don't think they're raising money for charity, aren't they, as well? So people have you know, yeah, obviously paid money to come along. Look, I think he'll probably be okay, uh, Djokovic. He, he sort of said after Adelaide that he, he, um, he'd he be able to manage it. And, you know, his body's been physically very sound for a, a long time. He's... Uh, machine really for a guy who's been turned 36 uh, this year so yeah if he doesn't come up I'm sure they'll have some sort of alternative plan I think they've got an event on tonight on the flavour playing for peace all around sort of the Ukrainian situation I mean every year a lot of the players come out and play a match for a cause whether it be you know the bushfires or floods or and obviously yeah for the people of Ukraine I think that's the theme uh, tonight so yeah it's, it's it's a big week at Melbourne Park we haven't started the the main draw yet and as far as Australian players, uh, how are we looking? I know obviously there's Nick, um, no Ash, but I think we've got some strong players in the women's draw. How are we looking? Well, I, I suppose our, our only real genuine hope on the women's side, either Tom Yanovich, I mean, she had to pull out of the United Cup. Uh, the body didn't quite come up, and she came off a great season, you know, two mm. Grand Slam quarterfinals. If she had got those Wimbledon points, she'd probably be close to the top 20. So she comes in... Not having had a couple of matches under her belt, but the official draw, I think, is done about 3 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll just wait and see on that. We haven't had too much out of the Isla camp, and she's our only player inside the top 100, obviously, with mm. Daria uh, Savalat with a knee now for 12 months. So we'll wait and see there. As far as the men, yeah, look, Kyrgios, it's just the unknown. I mean, if, if there's one guy that can sort of pick up a racket, having not played a lot of tennis, it is Nick. He doesn't need a lot of matches under his belt with that serve. And we'll just see who he's matched up against and start to forecast ahead. Um, and hopefully he gets a good first-round opponent. But, and I love Alex Dimonor. I mean, I, I think Alex is actually setting you know, better expectations mm. for himself now. He believes he should be at least fourth round, which is you know, entering into the second week. And, you know, he's playing some good tennis, certainly, to start the year. Now, obviously, with Kyrgios, it's been it's fascinating build-up. It always is. Um, but how much will that affect him not playing, do you think, uh, Brett, uh, with um, this build-up to the Australian Open, considering he hasn't played much. I mean, as you said, I mean, he could, you know, he could win it from here. We don't know. But, you know, is I mean, how have you found the build-up to this year's Australian Open for him? Yeah, I think you're just it's just always hard to know with Nick. I mean, I, you know, trying to predict what he's going to say on social media to how he's going to hit a ball to, you know, anything that Nick does, it's hard to get a total read. Um, but he knows that he can sort of dictate terms in tennis now. He's box office. He can um, he can sort of call the shots. And, you know, the new Netflix uh, doco comes out, I think, on Friday, Breakpoint, which is going to be a central character for taking people inside the world of tennis. Mm. But as I said, Jack, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is, if there's a guy who can sort of not have matches and just come out and play, it is, it is curious. I mean, effectively, you know, he's a part-time tennis player. He's not grinding it out for 35, 40 weeks. And, He's freakish, really. Yeah. Look what he did last year. Every time he picked up a racket last year, he, um, he had a pretty good run, including that Wimbledon final. 
Do you, do you find it unfair, the scrutiny that he's under, though? I mean, when he pulled out of that United Cup, there was a lot of questions uh, about him. But, I mean, really it's a build-up to this and the Australian Open. That's what his aim is. So do you reckon it was a bit unfair that everyone was going at him for that? <laughs> well, you know, I, I've had my own... Uh, I'm sort of a little bit curious fatigued, to be yeah. honest, only because I've been covering him for over 10 years. So it's been a, I've been a real roller coaster, and uh, uh, you know, there's times when um, I, I like Nick, there's other times I probably just don't understand Nick. I think he's probably a complex character, and, and you're trying not to in this role, you're trying never to character assassinate because I don't sit around his kitchen table and see what he's like uh, behind the scenes, and I'm sure you know his family and um, his closest mates would see a very different side to what the public see. And but we're in the position where we've got to analyse. Uh, luckily, in the last twelve months, his tennis has really done some talking, and I'm happy about that because we know that he's got more potential on his little finger than most uh, carry around. Um, but there's always a bit going on, isn't there? There's yes. always uh, a blue with someone. You know, and I think the stuff with Hewitt, I think, is real. As much as late in about three years ago, when I chatted to him. Uh, totally denied there was anything going on with him and Nick and I, I for, for the life of me I've never seen how those two could actually uh, see eye to eye to be totally honest and um, what about Ash do you do you miss her like we do yep yes I miss, I miss her game style it's beautiful oh I just closed my eyes was right now that slice backhand the beautiful forehand cross court that you know her serve was brilliant you know she just had incredible IQ on the tennis court it's my most favourite moment, uh, you know, calling that on radio last year. And this is where I love radio, in that our listeners uh, are spread far and wide, obviously. We had a text machine in front of us, and I said, tell us where you are. And there were party parties going on in Saudi Arabia, Copenhagen. <laughs> and they're listening, they're listening, they're listening into SCN. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, there's a, the guy almost drove his truck off the road in uh, Kudamundra <laughs> up in New South Wales. He was shaking because he was nervous. Uh, so I do miss uh, Ash and, yeah, I think Tennis Australia. Absolutely miss Ash Barty, yeah. let me tell you. Well, you're, I mean, obviously you're everywhere, TV, radio and uh, all that, but uh, how much will it impact the sport, uh, particularly this year's Australian Open, that she's not there? I, I don't think it impacts it really at all, okay. Jack, because this, this, this event just sells itself. Mm. I mean, they're... There's going to be, you know, I think there was 800,000 odd last year. TA want to get 900,000 through the gates this year. They need to actually replenish the coffers because uh, they've dipped into their 80 million cash reserves during the last two COVID years. So they haven't got much money in the bank at the moment, TA. So they want as many to come through as possible. That's why they've turned it into a big three-week event. So, um, yeah, there's enough draw cards in tennis. And, and <laughs> in fact, I'm just driving past right now. I mean, the, the tennis nuffies or the purists, I should uh, use a nicer word. Uh, the tennis purists who just love the tennis, they'll go to the first layer, and then there's, there's, there's this external ring around the tennis part where you won't see a ball hit. It's like going to the races or mm. going to the Melbourne show where you can have a couple of uh, April spritz and or maybe, you know, maybe quite a few April spritz and wine and dine and stumble out there and if someone asked you who... Actually, one you'd have no idea. So that's what it is now. The Australian you know. I think that describes my experience back in uh, Pat Cash days. I think, I, yeah, I didn't see much of a ball being hit, but uh, we it was were a good the, day. we were in the sponsors' tent. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Oh, very good. I am um, just, uh, I mean, obviously we'll probably only get you this time because you'll be extremely busy, but uh, just give us a winner from uh, from both ends, mate. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Djokovic, if he's fit, he'll win, but uh, maybe, a, maybe a surprise winner for the men or, yeah. and then the girls. I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go out on a limb, uh, Jack, because <laughs> the uh, default here is to go, yeah, Djokovic on the men's side and... And Iga Sviantek, the world number one, is six thousand points clear. But you know she was beaten. In, she was beaten in Sydney last week by the world number three, Jessica Bagula. So it sometimes can just come down to the day. The women's is the absolute hardest to call. Uh, there'll be someone that pops up that I uh, can't even uh, see right now. Um, the men, I, I like this young kid from Denmark, uh, Holger Rune, who got to the top ten. Uh, Elkaraz out, I think. He will be ready to shine. Just watch out for him during uh, the Australian Open. This kid, uh, I watch him on Instagram, and I've, I've got to go down the line and the stretcher for about an hour. I'm that tired. He is a beast. Well, <laughs> they, these young ones have to be because they still can't catch these older guys. It's crazy. Sorry, I just I just missed that. Yeah, the young ones have to work hard because they can't. No one's catching these older guys. Yeah. And yeah, uh, well, this game, this game is brutal now. It's, mm. it's it's so so physical. I've never seen the game more physical. And uh, unless you build the frame, you're, you're basically building a body that has got to go out there and and, and be ready for three to four hours of uh, high level one on one combat. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, then the modern technology now. I mean, the reaction time you've got, the rackets, it just they're coming off the strings at a rapid pace. I mean, you've got. Yeah, minimal reaction time. So, uh, yeah, you certainly admire these guys. And uh, the last one I'll ask you about Rafa. Is he? Uh, is this the last time we'll see him? I mean, probably you'll stick at that question as much as he is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every, I've got, we, we wrote him off about four or five years ago. We thought his knees were no good and uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't last um, much more than his early 30s. But here he is. I think probably Djokovic, the record, the closeness of majors. I'm sure that's probably driving Rafa to keep getting every last drop out of himself and he didn't have a great week in Sydney at the United Cup but he's he's, he's having what he calls good a good practice week this week where you yeah. just sort of you feel, you feel good again there's no there's no scoreboard you just feel good the way you're hitting the ball he was hitting with Alex Demon or uh, today at Melbourne Park so I uh, never count him out but if it's a Djokovic and the Dale semi which they're on the opposite side that's as early as they could be so then I'd, yeah, you're probably going to favour Novak in Melbourne yeah, fair enough. Hey, mate, um, we'll leave it there. But uh, thank you so much for joining us in, uh, ahead of an incredibly busy time for you, mate. Good luck with absolutely everything. You're an absolute star, and uh, thank you so much. Jack, uh, always a pleasure to join you. It was a great show, boys, and uh, we'll talk soon. You still, Thanks, we certainly will. You're a good man. Uh, Brett uh, Phillips there, uh, Tennis Australia. You can hear him on SEN 1116 uh, or SEN Networks where we are, and Channel 9. As well, loves tennis. Best in Australia, probably the best in the world. No one follows it closer than him.